BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Balanced Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Jordan Younger. And on this show, we talk about everything from spirituality to wellness, to channeling, to high vibrational living, to equality, to entrepreneurship, blogging, and ultimately living a soul on fire life. And today's guest, I'm so honored to have on and to introduce to you guys. Her name is AC Brown. She's a psychic channel, a spiritual guide, an entrepreneur, and your favorite human design bay. in her words. She's definitely a human design bay. She has been doing this for 10 years. And in this spiritual online world that I live in, that we all live in. If you're here listening, then we're all a part of it. It's rare to come across someone who has been doing their craft and working on their craft for a full decade. So especially someone as young as AC. That was super incredible to find out and to talk to her about. And she's just someone who I felt an instant connection with. I discovered her on Instagram and instantly loved everything about her, her vibe, her aura, her energy, her way of teaching and communicating. So the video that I discovered was posted on the Instagram account, Check Your Privilege, and it was all about human design types and taking action for anti-racism action steps. And that was incredible because as a reflector, which is something we talk a lot about on this podcast, that's my human design type. Sometimes it can be a little bit hard to know where to begin when it comes to these important topics in the world. And I promised you guys that I would take all of the steps that I possibly could to make The Balanced Blonde a very diverse and inclusive place where we can talk about everything from wellness and channeling and aliens and spirituality to more important topics like anti-racism and equality and justice for all human beings. So I feel like AC ties together all of that perfectly. Um, In her words, she says, the work that I do in the world is about transformation. I offer you a deeper look into yourself, helping you reframe who you are. If you're looking for clarity on how to be and work in this world, allow me to guide you, which is so beautiful. You guys will see she's just such a warm presence. She is a projector and listen to this crazy, amazing synchronicity. So one of the first things she told me, which you guys will hear at the beginning of the conversation is that I share a birthday, October 11th with her mother. 
which is just random and beautiful and synchronistic. And then she told me her birthday is March 10th. And at first that didn't make an immediate, um, I didn't immediately think of my connection to March 10th. And then after we finished the conversation, my mom and my niece came over and I was telling my mom, it's so awesome. AC's mom has the same birthday as me. And my mom was like, oh, when is AC's birthday? And I said, March 10th. And my mom was like, are you kidding? That's my mom's birthday. As in my grandmother and my mom's mom, Esther, who passed away when I was six, but she's one of my main guides. I speak to her all the time. I have no idea why her birthday didn't pop into my head immediately, Um, but I think it's so incredible that AC's mom and myself have the same birthday and AC and my mom's mom have the same birthday. And I really swear it just goes to show that our world is so small, so interconnected, If you're into numbers and dates and synchronicities like I am and signs and universal pings and signs from the universe, then you know it's more than just dates here. It's like, okay, clearly we were meant to talk. We were meant to have this conversation. We were meant to be friends and know each other. And she's all about shifting people's mindsets. So she serves entrepreneurs, executives, thought leaders, and people who are ready to dig deeper into their own self-discovery, which is exactly what I strive to do here on The Balanced Blonde. So I'm very excited to share AC's gifts with you. We talk about Pleiadians. She wasn't, she was like, when I asked her about aliens, she was like, no, I hope I I don't channel aliens. But then I told her about my Pleiadian experience and we had a really good conversation about that. We talk about human design types and anti-racism steps for each and every type And we just go deep into all of it. We also talk about astrology. We talk about her life, her work, what it's like to be a black woman in the spiritual space and having so many more eyeballs on her now and what that feels like. And this is just an important conversation that I'm very excited to share. So before we get into the episode, I want to share my peach and my pit, which is something that I've been sharing every week, my high and my low of every week. And I think my high this week is that it's been so nice to start seeing more people. I'm trying not to live in the fear of COVID, even though I do have a weak immune system. So it's natural to be a little bit fearful and realistic about all of this. But it has been so nice to reunite with family and friends. And I've been someone who's taken the quarantine and the stay-at-home orders very, very seriously. So I truly didn't see anyone other than my husband and my water fasting doctors and my friends who I was at the healing facility with for most of this quarantine. Didn't see anyone other than them for like a hundred days. So it's been so fun to be reunited with family and friends and doing things in outdoor spaces, having a lot of picnics, hanging out on our rooftop. Yeah. And it's been really fun. So I've just been trying to focus on all the positives, even though I personally haven't been feeling my best and, you know, this life of not being able to travel and everything getting canceled. It finally did catch up with me and make me a little bit anxious and a little bit depressed for a couple weeks. And my peach, my high point of the week is that I'm actually feeling a lot better. 
a lot more centered, a lot more at peace with everything. I know there are so many important things going on in our world, and I'm not talking about being at peace with that. But what I am at peace with is my own relationship to everything going on and working on not being so reactive, but just taking time for myself every day, being proactive, doing my morning routine, which has been so fun. And then my pit what would be my pit of the week? What is not going so hot? Um, honestly, I know I said this last week, but it's the same thing. I've just had so many stomach issues. I've been seeing a gastroenterologist. I'm getting an endoscopy done because I feel like I might have an ulcer. So many things going on with that. So that would be my pit. We can definitely talk more about that. We have a solo episode coming out, I believe, next week. If not next week, then very soon, which I'll talk more about that. And I also talk about my journey to sobriety, which is another peach in my life every single day. And before we dive into this episode with AC that I'm so excited about, I want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Go Macro. So Go Macro is my favorite vegan protein bar company. I have loved seeing you guys try and go macro, tagging me on your Instagram stories. Nothing makes me happier. First of all, you should know that you can check Go Macro out at a huge discount by using the code BLONDE at checkout for 30% off plus free shipping. I'm such a fan of Go Macro because they are, well, first of all, vegan and they're dedicated to the plant-based cause, which is basically what the Balanced One lifestyle and community is all about. So they're a mother-daughter owned company. They're based in a rural community and their mission is to spread awareness for a balanced plant-based lifestyle with products that have a positive effect on the world. And I can definitely say that that's what they're doing. All of Go Macro Bars are made from simple, high-quality ingredients. They're certified organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, raw, clean, and soy-free. My favorite is the peanut butter chocolate chip because you guys know I love that flavor combination more than anything. I also just love the straight peanut butter. And when I'm in the mood for not having nuts, which I kind of go back and forth in my own life with eating nuts and sometimes I take a break, then I love their sunflower seed butter one, which is so, so, so good. And I know my dad's favorite, who all of you guys love my dad, Byron. He's been on this podcast. He's the best. His favorite is the coconut almond butter chocolate chip, which we put in our wedding gift bags because we love Go Macro so much. And we wanted to introduce all of our family and friends to it at our wedding. So if you would like to support a company that is mother-daughter owned and all about simple, high-quality ingredients and and spreading the plant-based message, then check out Go Macro. They have 15 mouth-watering flavors. They're packed with 100% plant-based ingredients to fuel your body and mind. And they always have advocacy efforts in mind. And they're all about the rescue and education of animals, which is so important to me and my heart. So check them out at gomacro.com. Use that code BLONDE for 30% off plus free shipping and enjoy. Keep tagging me on your Instagram stories when you try them. So enjoy. And let's head into this very fun conversation with AC Brown. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. 
<laughs> I'm good. I was listening to some old episodes and I found out your birthday is October 11th. Yeah. That's my mom's birthday. That's so special. Yes. That's my mom's birthday. It's Cardi B's birthday. It um, is Cardi B's birthday. <laughs> another I, friend. That's like a claim to fame because there, <laughs> there aren't that many people with my birthday. And it's so funny because my mom's birthday is October 11th and then Offset's birthday is the same day as my dad. And I always <laughs> say that they're just my parents reincarnating. Oh my god! Seriously, they 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 are like the younger version of my parents. Literally. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> When's your birthday? March tenth. March tenth. Yes. So you are a Pisces. <laughs> yes. Pisces yes. is so special. Oh. So lovely and so in tune with your emotions. Yes, 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 yes. And you Libras are crazy and fun and the life of the party. Yes. We're totally crazy, totally indecisive, all the things. But that's not too bad. I don't think it's bad. I think, I mean, for me growing up, it was a little bit challenging because my mom was the cool mom. So that was just like, oh my gosh. So I was just very like super like adult-like and just like serious because she was the cool mom. Right. And so it was just a lot, especially since I'm an only child too. So... Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. But it's it's fun to have a cool mom once you get older. Yeah, older, yes, but not at like eight, nine, ten. You know, not in those formative years where you're like, "Yep, that's my mom on the dance floor again." Yeah, <laughs> that's so fun. Where did you grow up? In Queens, New York. Oh, nice. Um, yes, I'm from originally from New York, um, and then. In high school, yeah, we moved to New Jersey, and then I went to college in New Jersey, and then I stayed there back and forth between New York and New Jersey, and then I moved to the D.C. area. About it'll be nine years in July. Oh my gosh! Wow, what brought yeah. you to D.C.? Love, love. Yes, awesome. but we're not together. <laughs> oh, you're not. Okay, no. but that's what brought you. Okay, cool. Yes, I stayed. It's fine. We're we're still cool. Um, he actually moved to Dallas like two years ago. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So I stayed because I like it here. Um, I don't have any roots here, like any. Well, I do have roots here, but not, not like I guess you can say, not like um, my my grandparents met in Baltimore, so um, that's the root. But <laughs> they met because my grandmother was visiting um, her uncle. He owned a few dry cleaners. Um, and my grandmother was actually making a delivery to my grandfather's mother. And he answered the door. He was home from college. And then that's how they met. Oh my gosh, um, how cool. Yeah. And then they moved to New York. Wow. What was it like growing up in New York? Oh, man. It was amazing. I always say New York is one of the places where you can be by yourself and enjoy yourself. Like I can. I just remember just going and taking the train to the city. Um, that's what we call Manhattan, going into the city. Um, and you just go and you can just do everything by yourself. You can spend the whole day there and you can go shopping. You can go see a show. You can, you know, well, catch a matinee is what we say. You know, if there's, you know, stand line, there might be some tickets. You can go have dinner somewhere. It's just so, or you can just walk. And it's just yeah. so, just so much culture. It's just, a, it's a big melting pot, of course. So yeah, I just, I love 
being around that and just growing up in that. So it's a special place. Always yes. a big place in my heart, New York. Yes, it's, it's always magical. I always say, you know, that I think that set, statement is true. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, that's so true. Because New York is just, it, it has the opportunity to kick you in the ass. And yeah. then like when you land on your face, it's like, oh, get up. We got you. It's like, but exactly. I just like lost everything. What do you mean? It's so true. I think anybody who's ever lived in New York knows like it'll knock you down, but it's, it's hard to leave that city. It's a very... It is. It is hard to leave it because you, you feel like you're missing out. Yeah. Like you feel like you're missing out on something. Totally. Totally. So you're in DC now. Mm -hmm. When did you wake up to your psychic abilities? Because I was reading on your site that embracing your psychic abilities kind of changed everything for you as, as it does. Yes. I mean, gosh, I always knew. My grandmother always knew. I think... I can't even tell you like when... Like I, it was so funny because I was talking to a friend who I went to college with and I would say stuff and do things. And so they had an inkling, but I wasn't like out like, oh, I'm psychic. I knew that that was going to happen. Or I knew, you know, I would just kind of, um, my, my, my urges or when things get ready to happen or are happening are very strong emotionally in my body. Um, I feel and I'm not even empathic. I just, the, the senses just like overload me. And I'm like, I'll go through like a spell of crying for like two days or something like that. And then I'm just, and then something will transpire. So I think for me, it wasn't necessarily about when I, you know, came into them. It was when that I, I would say reintroduced them to myself because there was a time where I just like really shut it down and really like not did anything, not like practiced or anything like that or meditated or just tapped in, but it was always there and I would just like leave it alone. And then more and more things started happening probably, maybe, probably about right before I moved here. So like 10, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, where I was just like, okay, I can't like keep hiding this. I can't keep this down. So I just started making that path back to it, I guess you can say. So what did that look like? It was... So it's so funny because I always knew that I had the gift of mediumship. I don't do like medium readings or anything like that because I just... I just keep that over there. <laughs> just keep yeah. that over there. Um, but I think it was more about okay, let's. It's almost like playing a game. Like, well, let's test this theory and see. And so I started back giving readings to people, just friends, family, and things like that, and just allowing things to happen and wait. And then when I moved here, I started working and I was, would give like a, a couple of people at my job readings and they would just come back and be like, oh my gosh, AC, it happened. Oh my gosh, how did you know? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I just started like giving the same people readings like once a year and letting it unfold for them and seeing what happened. And usually it's about 95% accurate um, depending on what happens and all of that stuff. Um, I hate to put numbers to it, but usually everything that I see or tell someone is pretty on point. 
Um, and so, and then it just started like seeking out mentors and coaches and, you know, it's like a muscle. It really is. Um, I mean, of course, when you're a child, it's the strongest. And that's for me when it was my, in my strongest when I was a kid. And then as you get older, life, the world makes it sort of just, it doesn't go away because everybody has the ability. It's just about the strength of the ability and how you use it, how, you know, the people around you, how they allow you to be free in using it. So it doesn't go away. It's just about like trying to build that muscle. It's just like working out. Like you just got to work out more. (laughs) I totally am with you. Yeah. I've had a similar experience of waking back up to my psychic abilities. And it's like a muscle. You're right. And I find in times of stress, like with a lot of things going on in the world lately, even this whole year, I turn it off. Like I turn that muscle off because focusing on so many other things and almost just like not allowing myself to have that time. Right. Um, yeah. So. And sometimes it's too much. It is. It's a lot to feel. What are your strongest clairs? What are your strongest ones? I feel things. Okay. And, so, and I know things, you know that. Okay. Just, so you're claircognizant and. Yeah. Okay. Claircognizant. That's. Yes. Yeah. That's clear I, knowing. I do think it's a combination though. And sometimes I hear things. Usually I hear things when I'm first waking up, when I'm in that like state between being asleep and awake and I'll just start hearing voices. And I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. Come back. That's good. I'm awake. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually happened this morning. Oh, Um, good. But it's a muscle and my muscle is... I'm working on using it more often, but there's just so many reasons that we that we hide from that part of ourselves. As much as I want to embrace it, it's my favorite part about who I am, but it's it can be hard. So what would be your tips for somebody like me or someone in a similar experience? Gosh, I would say the biggest tips would probably be you have to first embrace it and acknowledge it for yourself. You have to say, okay, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing is true or what I know is true. Um, Because my problem is, and I had to learn this the hard way, My your ego gets in the way, especially when you're doing it for me, where I've chosen to incorporate it professionally into what I do, my whole like body of work. And so for me... I, at one point, was so focused on being accurate that when I would read people or things like that, and they were like, I don't know what you're talking about, I would get very frustrated. And then I would just be like, you know what? I don't want to do any more readings. And then I had a friend like pretty much get in my butt like, that's none of your business. Like You're a vessel. So you tell people what you hear, what your guides are sending you, And that's all you need to worry about. Whether they receive it or not, who gives a fuck pretty much? You know what I mean? (laughs) So, and I had to learn that the hard way because at one point I was really just focused on being accurate. Like, God, send me accurate information. And that's all I want. And it's just like, uh, no, that's not how it works. Like, we're going to send you what we need you to tell these people. And however they receive it, if it happens now or if it happens two years from now, whatever, that's really on on them. I have a friend actually and she's like, because um, I told her, I said, you know, I think 
you're probably going to have a baby, a, ch- a, a girl or something, maybe. I don't know when, because I'm not really good with time frames. And she went to like three other like people and they're like, yeah, you're going to have a girl. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, all right, just let it happen. Like relax. Right. So I would say acknowledging first, that would be the first step. Second step, is depending on if you want to incorporate it in your work, in your life's work, in your business, you have to take your ego out of it because it's really not about you. You've just been chosen to rely messages. When I was doing mediumship training, I had to learn that, of course, the hard way too, is that that's not your job because spirit doesn't waste time. They don't have time to like go through the ins and outs and like conversating with you. So when you're reading, um, especially like that type of reading or any type of reading, sometimes spirit will do something that is just really off. And then it's your job to convey that to the, to the sitter, to, you know, who's, who's there. And so, you know, one of my mentors, like, even if you are reading and then all of a sudden an ambulance walks, you know, drives by, tell your client that because that could mean something to them because spirit doesn't have, they can't waste time. Right. So they don't know how long they are in that realm or that they're connecting. So that's number two is to remove your ego, really. Because the ego is ego gets in the way. Ego is the enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan Holiday, book, great book. <laughs> great book. Awesome. Such a good book. <laughs> such a good book. Such good tips. It's such a good book. I, read, I love all his stuff. So Daily Stoic. I have that. I read it every morning. So yeah, I have the book. Like so, I have I have a majority of his books. I, I don't know if people know this. I mean, side note that he's like Robert Greene's protege. Right. So, yeah. So I know that. I think it. Was, I think they met when Robert Greene was on the board of American Apparel, and Ryan Holiday was working there. That's so, so cool. Like such yeah. a different industry. I know, right? It's you so know, different. Yeah. But now look at them. But that would yeah, that would be. Step number two, and then step number three would just be practice. Like I said, like doing exercises and um, finding a mentor, finding a coach, someone who can help you with that muscle. Right, and that's what you are, right? Yes, for people. <laughs> yes, so. yes, I help people discover, nurture, and amplify their gifts. That's fantastic. That's such cool work. And you said your grandmother was aware of your gifts. Was she also psychic? Yes, but I don't think that she put it on Front Street. She was definitely a healer. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Church of Unity. Well, it's it's an it, they still have the Church of Unity, but Eric Butterworth is a pastor, and they used to have a a um like a Unity retreat every year. And back in the day, like in the 70s, my grandmother would go, and because my grandmother had a daycare center, she raised three generations of a neighborhood, and she was just into like a lot of medicine and herbal stuff and doctors would always ask her at the retreat. My mom would tell me this, that, um, you know, they would always like line up and ask her about like, Hey, how fast are you taking kids off of antibiotics? Things like that. And my grandmother would, you know, give her explanation to why she only keeps them on, you know, however her regimen. So she was more of a healer, but she probably had the gift as well, but she was, her gift came in healing. That's beautiful. Yeah, because gifts come in all different ways. Yes. So that medical type of healing work is so fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, she was. She was great. Yeah. So you also do human design. I want to yes. talk all about that. That's how I discovered you. <laughs> Someone reposted your human design action steps for anti-racism for each type. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is gold. This is fantastic. And it really spoke to me as a reflector, which which you now know. Like, yes. Learning about being a reflector has flipped my life upside down. I think it was about three years ago. And my life just started making sense. Once I... once I, I, I know a lot of reflectors. And I have a friend, Brianna. She's a reflector. And her birthday is October 11th as well. What? So, yes. And that's because my mom... Cardi B is a projector. I know that because I start and my mom's a generator actually. So oh, wow. And your mom yeah. October eleventh. You know what's wild is I have met through this podcast so many people who listen to this podcast, who read my blog, October eleventh birthdays, who are reflectors. Really? It's so wild. I think I've probably met like five, which might not sound wow. like that, but no, that's a lot. Since there's only two percent of you, you're like dime a dozen. It's like I know. Where are you a reflector? And my dad is a reflector, also. Really? Yeah, and his birthday is August seventeenth. That is shocking, especially because how old is your dad? He's seventy four. Right. So that is kind of shocking because just from my own personal study with human design, just learning and training. I just did some research on certain, you know, errors and things like that. And that is pretty rare because, of course, in my parents' era, they were, you know, my mom was going to be, my dad and my mom were only 61 and 62, I think. Um, So their generation is a lot of generators, manifesting generators. It's very rare to find like other aura types in there. Yeah. Like I would have guessed that my dad was a reflector or sorry, a generator. Right. the way that he moves about the world and the way that he works and the way that he interacts with the world. I thought for sure he was a generator, but I had one of those psychic moments where I was pressing the button to, for his human design chart to show itself online. And I'm like, you're going to be a generator. And then I pressed the button and I was like, oh my God, he's going to be a reflector. And then it was. Oh my and goodness. It's this crazy feeling. And I've tried to teach him about being a reflector and what that means and how he can live in alignment with his type. Right. But he's, he's, he's like know, set in his ways. He he's like, I'm not changing. Like I am never going to change at this rate, which is so funny. So remind me of you, your type. I'm a projector. That's what so, I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm a projector three, five. So nice. yes. So I'm a projector. Oh, woe is me. <laughs> projector lies. My mom's a projector. Oh, that's wow. A projector and a reflect. That's so interesting. Yeah. We're a very non-energy being family. Wow. That's great. I come from a lot of sacral energy people because I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. I come from a lot of sacral energy because they're all like just on. I'm just like, that's oh, so gosh. cool. That would be my husband. My husband's a generator. Oh, but that's, I like that. Me too. I like, I like that combination. Mm-hmm. I like the generator reflector combination. Me Reflectors, too. you have it. I mean, gosh, you guys have it so good. And mm-hmm. you just don't know it. Like I have, like I said, I know a lot of reflectors. I'm just like, you just have it so good. And I have reflectors who are just like on two different like aspects of like the world. Like I have a reflector friend who's married. She has two kids. Then I have a reflector friend who is just single and with a dog. 
And so, and then my reflective friend who has married and two kids, she's also an influencer. Her kids are kid models. Like she's... Oh my God. She's always doing everything. I need to find and, her. I need to yeah, follow her. You can find her. It's Michaela Pabone okay, <laughs> on Instagram. Cool. Can't wait to find her. So she's like into fashion and she's like, I'm always like, how do you relax? And she's just, I think, and her daughter is a projector and her other son, her son is a manifesting generator. So it works out. And her husband is a manifesting generator. Oh, cool. So she has all of that energy, but her daughter is like a true reflect. I mean, true projector. I love, so, it. love it. So how did you get into human design? Oh my gosh. So it was probably about, yeah. So as long as I've been here in Maryland, so it'd be nine years. And I was at the time I started a photography business and I was doing internship work at a commercial photographer's um, location here and actually in Baltimore. And the makeup artist, she was like a super yogi. Like she's like, AC, I just came off a 30 day yogi thing. And she was like doing yoga for 30 days straight. And she was just like, I'm getting my life together and all that stuff. And she she actually introduced me to Brad's kale chips because she knows Brad. Nice. And so, you know, she used to bring them to me. And she said, I'm a manifesting generator. And this is what I do. And this is what I do. And she's, you know, telling me about the types. I'm like, I got to be a manifester. I know I am. And I said that only just hearing the word manifest because at right. the time, you know, Abraham Hicks and, you know, the secret and law of attraction, I'm like, I'm a manifester. I manifest shit. Like that's me. <laughs> and so that's what I was like thinking about. And so she's like, well, go ahead and take the test and let me know. So I took it and it was like, you're a projector. I was like, what the freak is this? <laughs> what? No, it's kind of a disappointing word. Just like a projector. I was like, what is this? And I was just so pissed off. I was angry and I was just like, I need somebody to help me read this. What does this mean? And so she's like, it means that you have to wait to be invited, wait for the invitation. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't wait for anything. You know, I'm just like, you know, just angry. (laughs) And so when I had my reading by someone and I just, everything made sense. And I was like in tears. I was like, oh my gosh, that's why my life is the way it is. Like not in a bad way, but it just made sense. just everything clicked and I'm just like, oh, that's why this didn't work out or that's why that didn't work out. And then I had told my friend and I said, oh, you have to find, figure this out. And then she found that she was a manifesting generator. And at the time, I had just finished my life coaching certification, maybe like a year before that. And so she was doing some other stuff too, like with like Akashic Records and things like that. And I was like, we should, you know, she was like, we should do a human design business together. And so we started taking, buying all these classes, spending all this money, taking all these things to like get trained and certified and all of that stuff. And then she was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I was just like, excuse me? (laughs) She was just like, I don't want to do this. I was just like, okay, we just spent all of this money on these programs. Like, what the fuck? Like, what do you? What am I gonna do? And so I said, you know what? Well, if you don't want to do it, I don't. I don't want to do it by myself. So I just like focused on my photography business for a while. But in the meantime, I was still working full time at the time, and I was just reading people's charts, you know, talking to them about it, like analyzing like my boss and stuff like that, and just gradually learning more about how I should, you know, respond in my strategy and and live in my strategy and authority. And then I would help other people 
And then as I was coaching, I was like, oh, let me look and see what your human design is. And I'm like, oh, this is why this, this is why that. And then probably about four years ago, I was like, hmm, maybe I should just go ahead and start doing it publicly. And maybe I'll do it online. And that was like super scary for me. I was like, oh no, online. And I was just like, okay. So I just gradually got there and then here I am. Wow. So you've really been doing human design for a long time. Yeah. Like almost a decade. Which almost. Certainly before it became trendy. Per se. Well, it was trendy, but trendy not in... I would say like millennial trendy, right. like for our like age bracket, a lot of, because all the people who I was learning from were in their 50s and 60s. So it was just like, you know, I'm in the class or like on this call with like, and I'm like the youngest person in my 20s and like, it's like, oh, hey. And they're, you know, and they just, they have a just different mentality of human design. And I think that's what made me want to learn more because a lot of people even say when they listen to my podcast, like, oh my gosh, you make me understand it. Yeah. And that is because for me as a Black woman in a society that we live in, I had to make it work for myself. I can't, you know, a lot of the old old school human design people like, oh, you're a projector. You just wait for the right opportunities. I'm like, um, I have bills to pay. I can't just wait around. Yeah. Um, I had to learn how to tweak the system of it. And I think that's what helps me be more relatable when people, you know, stumble upon me and they hear about it and they're like, oh, that makes sense. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So what are the ways that you've tweaked it? I'm so curious just because human design, I I love it. I feel like the hardest part about it is that it's so hard to understand. So for me, the tweaking part became, okay, how me being a projector, me being a Black woman in America, how do I make it work for me? What does that mean to wait? And so I had to say, well, I can't wait really. So I have to show up because what projectors, the big thing that they miss the most that we always miss is the whole follow your bliss in the meantime. And we really take that for granted. So for me per se, you know, tweaking it is really doing what I like to do, doing what I love and then having to be okay. And I tell projectors this now, you have to, even if you're not a three five, because three five is about trial and error and all of that stuff, you have to be okay with risking and trying things. Each aura type has to be okay with certain, um, I would say, certain destinies that are already just like placed on your aura type that like for manifestors, they're not finishers. Once they get that in their head, that they don't finish things, then they can live a happier life. <laughs> and then they can hire people. They can get people to help them because that that interrupting the creative flow for them is for real. Right. Like they need just straight up creative, non-interruptive creative flow. They need that. And so they start a lot of stuff. They are idea people. And to our society, it looks like, oh, you can't, you, you, you're not ever doing anything because you're always starting stuff. But that's okay once they wrap their head around it. So for me, being a projector, okay, if I'm waiting for these big opportunities, these big moments or this big recognition, I'm okay with that. So I just need to keep plugging away and minding my business and doing my own thing and then boom, it'll happen. And so with reflectors, for instance, tweaking for them, 
I always tell reflectors, the biggest thing is that you can mirror anybody who you want. So it's almost like put some people in a drop, you know, a hat that you like and then pick it out and then do that. Right. You guys really are like, I would say the Play-Doh of the aura type because you, they, new reflectors get so caught up with the, I got to wait 28 days. Right. That tweak is you need to have a close group of friends who you can ask if you can't wait 28 days. People who you truly trust if you can't wait 28 days. And then you can make decisions that way. It, you know, have, will an older human design person say, oh, that's not correct. But in the world we live in today, you can't get back to somebody in 28 days. I know. That's been my biggest thing. Like most decisions, you can't wait 28 days. Some you can. Like Some. if you're thinking about starting a big project and you're just not sure, those are the things I like to give it a good month. Because right. most of the time, I change my mind. <laughs> right. That's the whole purpose. But like you're saying, I mean, yeah, you can't like wait 28 days to answer somebody's email about like some kind of opportunity. Right, opportunity. So it's best for you all to have a really close like council, like your own like tr- kind of council that you can go to and present them with this thing and get feedback from them and then make a decision from that, please. Because you, you just can't wait. 28 days. So I, my reflective friends, they'll literally text me or, you know, call me like, Hey, what do you think about this? This is the opportunity. What do you think I should do? And I'm just like, you know, just helping them map it out and figure it out and then leaving it in their hands, but giving them all of the, the facts of it. So they, so they can know. So that's, you know, and then generators, I think generators tweaking it for them really looks like being open to changing directions and they're not they hate that <laughs> so most generators do but the world like presents them with so much when they are paying attention so they just have to be open in that universal support of maybe this is the way I should go um, maybe I should follow that breadcrumb. Sometimes they're not. And then that's why they become really frustrated with their journey because they're not open to just other possibilities. And manifesting generators, I would say the biggest tweak for them is just, like I always say, keeping it in the same wheelhouse because they want to do everything, be everything and all of that stuff. Just pick two or three things. Focus on that at the time and slow down. Just do a little bit of slowing down like in between projects, in between things. Um, just so you can get that clarity. And so you're not like just doing stuff just to do it. Yeah, that's such a good tip. It's so funny because as you're talking, I'm picturing each of the types that I know, the manifestors that I know and all of them. I'm like, yep, that's totally accurate. With And my husband, the generator, yep, totally accurate. It's so wild how on point human design is. And then is. the numbers which are, is that like the gates or something? The number? Right. Those are my favorite things <laughs> the, in the chart, your channels, your gates. I call them your little secret superpowers um, because they are just, they're little personality traits. Some of them you can tap into. They're just little traits that you can, I guess you can say call on when you need them or they're just a part of you. 
And what I like about it is more about the possibilities of them. So, you know, especially when people get a reading from me or they work with me in coaching and they find out like, okay, this gate says that, you know, I'll just say gate 14, if anybody has their chart, gate 14 is prosperity. Um, And gate 14 is probably the only gate in human design that really doesn't have a downside. And a lot of wealthy people have it, but it's about gaining prosperity on material plane, spiritual plane, but through work. So it means that how I interpret it is that people who have that usually have lots of ideas because it's part of the channel of the alchemist. And so a lot of people even call that gate the sugar daddy and then <laughs> because That's it's funny. it's about working and accomplishing and gaining prosperity and making money. Not necessarily, I tell people not through hard work, but through work. Right. Interesting. So, yeah. So your your gates and your channels are just little secret superpowers that help you just amplify who you are as a manifester, as a manifesting generator, as a generator, as a reflector, as a projector. Very so all of those cool. things. Yeah. All right, just a brief interruption from this episode with AC to talk about our brand new sponsor that I'm so excited to have on the show, Public Goods. So I've been a huge fan of Public Goods all throughout this stay-at-home period, this quarantine time, because they make life so easy. They are a one-stop shop for affordable, sustainable, healthy household products. And they have everything from home and personal care to premium pantry staples all in one place. So rather than buying from a bunch of single product brands, Public Goods members can buy all of their premium essentials in one place with one beautiful streamlined aesthetic. And you know we love a good aesthetic over here at The Balanced Blonde. I have so many favorites when it comes to Public Goods, mostly lots of home products. But like I said, they have pantry staples. They have so many things. But the home products have been such a savior during this time of being at home and having Jonathan at home, going through so much hand soap, so much hand sanitizer, um, extra shampoo, conditioner, all that stuff, because we've just been trying to stay extra clean. Every time we go out in public, I am sure we are not the only ones. And you guys, I have not used hand sanitizer in so long because I didn't trust it. But during this time of COVID, I feel like it would just be irresponsible not to. So I found one that I finally trust, which is from Public Goods. It's gentle, it's effective, it's tough on germs, yet it's still safe enough for your body. It's safe for those of us with sensitive skin. Trust me, I've tested it out. Um, I'm obsessed with their shampoo. They even have face masks. So if you're looking for a good face mask to go out in public with, not to be confused with a skincare face mask. I think everyone's been confused about that lately. They also have soap. They have loofahs. Um, they have super sustainable washcloths and different things that you can keep in your kitchen. So I've been shopping with the produce bags. They're sustainable produ- produce bags so that I can do my part with the environment and not... Um, use plastic bags when I'm grocery shopping. That's been a dedication and commitment of mine this year. And probably my absolute favorite, I think I have two favorite things from Public Goods, which is the laundry detergent. It comes in pods. It has made my life so easy. 
and I am obsessed and I mean totally obsessed with their mesh tote bags, which I like to bring to the farmer's market and to the grocery store when I'm shopping for produce. So they have so many things. They also have supplements. They have pantry items. They have staples. They have tea. Um, They even have nuts and jam and like anything that you would want to keep in your pantry. So check them out. I know you guys will fall in love. And of course, as always, we have a special offer for the Balance Blonde listeners. You'll receive $15 off of your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They're so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back for more that they're giving you $15 off to spend on your first purchase. So you could definitely just shop and get something for free. They have a lot of options on their site for $10 or less. Like right now, I'm looking at their hot cocoa mix. I'm looking at their maple syrup. I'm looking at their veggie chips. Um, Chipotle salsa, yum. So you can get $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have absolutely nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout. That is public goods, P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S.com forward slash blonde to receive $15 off of your first order. So check them out. And now let's head back into this episode with AC. So then your post with which I discovered you, the anti-racism for each type, can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. I can talk about it. So, I mean, I was just on my friend's page, Check Your Privilege, and she was just like, hey, can you... The funny thing is, we did a... We're still doing it, a summer school series about just anti-racism stuff and everybody was talking about. So she was... This is probably, probably about a month ago. And she said, hey, can you come and you know do some anti-racism stuff and how people can use their human design aura type for action and things like that? And I said, sure. And so I started creating plans and things like that. And then everything with George Floyd and in the world just started coming to a head. And so it was like, literally, we had planned this a month ago and then all of this happens and then boom. And then it's just like... That's not psychic. Right. It's just right on time. Right on time. Totally. Just right on time. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, what can I do? How can I do this? So I, you know, I came up with what can each aura type do? What is their role? And so, you know, for manifesting generators, they're about big ideas. They are about finding multiple ways to get things done within you know, their anti-racism work. So they're like starting the organizations. They are gathering the money. They are doing those really big ideas. And then you have projectors. Projectors are really here to do what they do, guide and navigate the system, point people in the right direction, you know, saying, you know, hey, I want to donate my money to here or I want to volunteer here. What should I do? They're going to have the resources for you to do work within the anti-racism space and on your journey of anti-racism. So projectors are really about gathering that information, knowing the right organizations, knowing the right activities, showing people where and how they can help. And then generators, of course, they're there to organize, to develop, to implement those ideas, to go out in the community and actually do stuff. So if you're a generator and you are on your anti-racism journey, you need to be out there doing stuff. You need to be organizing, developing ideas, really going after things. 
And then reflectors, the magical people, you know, reflectors, you guys are really here to counsel and give people advice and really, you're almost sort of like the sidekick to manifestors because manifestors in this whole, you know, journey of to anti-racism, they're really about calling people out on their shit, like saying what it is. And reflectors are about gauging the temperature for, they're, you know, gauging the room of, okay, what are we going to do? How is, how can I help on my community level? What can I do in my neighborhood? Who are my local council people? How can I be more involved on a local level where my home and my work are? It's not about, you know, somewhat the, the big kind of idea for, you know, reflectors. It's about what can I do on the local level? You know, how can I help in my county? In my city, what does that look like? How can I be a part of that? And then manifestors, like I said, they're about making people feel uncomfortable, calling people out on their bullshit, you know, saying, hey, I was either wrong in my thought patterns or my thinking, this is what I'm doing now. And saying that about other people as well. Love it. Wow. That definitely feels on point because as a reflector, I'm definitely not the type to be like, calling people out and making them uncomfortable. That makes me really uncomfortable. That's not my wheelhouse really. Um, Not to say that I don't ever do it. I think it's important to get uncomfortable sometimes, but it doesn't feel like my duty. It doesn't feel like in alignment with what I do best. Yeah. because, Because it's... Because reflectors are, and I, this is why I love reflectors, because anytime I really need to see inside myself as a projector or get like an honest cut and dry truth, I ask a reflector. Um, and that's because you just, and you always do it nice. You're not mean about it, but you're always saying, well, you know, this is what it is. It's A, B, and C, you know? And so in this kind of space, it is right for you all to have that type of approach to be more of a, you know, I like to say, you know, the tree hugger of, you know, you know what I mean? So, and it's not to placate what's happening or anything like that, but the energy that you guys possess is meant to be a little bit softer and a little bit more gentle. So in this movement of change and on people's anti-racism journeys, reflectors really can hold people's hand along the way and say, I got you. Let's go and do this together. Let's go and you know, show the world that you can do it on your own energy level. Yeah. That feels so on point for me. For Good. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so how have you been lately? I noticed that you've been off of social media for days, maybe a week. I'm not... I kept checking. <laughs> it's, yeah. all, it's only been... Let me see. How long has it been? Goodness. I think it's been like a week since you... Has it been a week? I don't know about your story. Yeah, June 9th. Yeah. And then the last time I posted on my stories was on the 14th. And that was just because... Well, no, I posted before then, but the last time was on the 14th because I had to take my doggy to the ER. um, He's doing better. Yeah, he's sleeping. <laughs> I'm checking because he was on oxygen. Um, yeah, he has congestive heart failure. So, um, you know, he's older. He's going to be 14. He's adopted. I've had him for four years. And so he was just having some complications. They had to put him on some new medication. So he's, 
chilling sleep um, with the humidifier over there. <laughs> so yes. I, I haven't posted, but you know, I was I had a big Sunday session plan because I do this thing called Sunday sessions, and I it, or my whole week kind of like just got a little derailed because of that because I was there all day because when you go to the ER. For, I don't know, I haven't been to the regular hospital, but for the pets, of course, you can't be in there. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a bunch of pet parents like outside literally waiting because you can't go in, then you can't leave yeah. um, just in case something happens. So I was there probably from like 10.30 a.m. all the way into like 7 something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Daddy's okay. So yeah, he's okay. I was wondering if you were off social media just... For some energy boundaries, some self-care, stepping away. Well, the way the universe works, spirit works, that kind of triggered to, you know, and also it's been busy with the influx of, you know, the recognition, the invitations. So sometimes it's like kind of hard to catch up because, you know, when you're doing your thing as a projector and you're just minding your business and showing up and... You know, and then boom, it really just like came in and hit me. And then all of this recognition, all of this stuff. And it was just like, oh, okay. Thanks, guys. Like, you know, and not in like a rude way. It's like, okay, I've been here, but I, I love all of the attention. I love the recognition because it's like, yay, recognition. I'm, I, I'm doing something right. Wow. <laughs> so. Much deserved. But yeah. How does that feel to be like, I've been doing this for so long. Like, glad you're here now kind of thing. So I'm not even going to lie. There was a few days of like, kind of like a little anger. Um, just like, wow, this is, you know, I, I almost like, you know, I said to a few friends, I'm just like, well, all of this attention and people just finding, finding out about me because of something so horrific. Um, however, I also looked at the bright side of, this is just an awakening to that, you know, with people finding out about me that because I've been on this journey for a long time. So this is not, you know, as, you know, movie quotes, I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. So I've, you know, been doing this for a while. Like I'm not some fly by night, like, you know, picked up a book kind of person and like, oh, now I'm this. I'm the real deal. And, you know, it it mind you, it took me years to be able to say that about myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that's but I blessing in a way that all these people are finding you, and you're like, I'm an expert. I've been an expert for a long time. Right, right. Kind of discovered and fumbling along the way, which is correct. But the I- fumbling is mostly because of just the influx and managing it. Because I had my own system, my own schedule. And then it's like influx. So it's that's really what the tweak is. It's like, okay, I maybe I should impl- in, put a, a system in place. You know, maybe I should have an auto reply on my email. Yeah. <laughs> Those things, exactly. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's great though that you've been busy and everybody's wanting to do this work and learn more about themselves spiritually. Yes. I just hope that it continues, which I know it will. I just feel like it only it's only up from here. It's only you know? up. That's how I feel completely. I remember talking to you on Instagram when that person reposted your human design stuff without giving you credit. Can you talk about that? Because that's just part of having an online business. It's super frustrating. Well, 
So this is not the first time that has happened to me, but this is a time where it was just like, wow, I just spoke about this two days ago. So it was kind of, I was kind of mind blown, you know, that because first of all, to the people who like tagged me on the post and were so like adamant and just like really like, wait a minute, this is not your work. Yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah. Cause they tagged me. So, cause I would have never known. And, you know, some people were just like, uh, excuse me, AC Brown just talked about this on Check Your Privilege two days ago. This is her work verbatim. And so, for me, that was kind of just like, I knew that as you know, you get more recognition, more eyes on you, that things like that will happen. But I guess I didn't expect it from someone, you know, so, you know, in the community of human design, number one. And I just didn't expect them to literally take my words verbatim and then put their name on it. And I just, like, if I would have spoke about it last year, you know what? Fine. I'll chuck it up. But I just talked about it. Literally, it was less than two days ago. Yeah. And so that was just like, this is what people deal with? Like, oh my gosh. Like, I can't even imagine like that happening to someone multiple times. But now I understand is why you can't really be affected by it. Um, Just because it probably will happen again. There's a high chance of that. But then at the same time, it's just like, this is, for me, it was more hurtful because I truly, even if you look at my content on my page, I truly try to be super duper original. I try to, you know, really talk about human design, talk about astrology from my perspective. I infuse my own stuff in it. I make it what it is for me, from my lens as a black woman, as, um, you know, so that kind of was just like, wow, they just really took my stuff. They just took, they took my words. Like they took my ideas, my concepts, like all of that. Like that was, that was probably the hurtful kind of thing. I mean, you know, she doesn't know me of course, but. Did she ever take it down? Yeah, I made her because she sent me a DM and she's like, what do you want me to do? I said, first, take it down. And second, I need a public apology. But did she apologize? She did. She did. And the fact that was the funny thing was like, she's like, I didn't know, but she was following me. So it was just like, and I'm just like, I don't understand how you didn't know over 50 people at the time had seen that live. So there's no way you couldn't have known. Right. Yeah, it's a tough thing to deal with, but I feel you dealt with it perfectly. Your content is very original. It's very original. It's very colorful. It's very inviting, informative, all the good things. So how does astrology fit into your work with human design? So astrology for me, that's my first love. That's my baby. Um, you know, I'm, you know, was in Barnes Nobles when I was younger and buying all the astrology books. Astrology for me, I'm not astrology, I like to say my whole analogy, if because everybody's built something from IKEA. So <laughs> this is easy. You know, if I like to say that your natal chart is a finished IKEA bookcase or a finished desk. Human design is that little instruction booklet on how to build it. And so it goes hand in hand. 
I like certain aspects of astrology. So your rising sign, your north node. I'm super big on Jupiter as a planet. Like those are the things that are like really light me up. A little bit of Venus, but mostly your rising sign, mostly your north node that's really in Jupiter that lights me up. And so those are like key aspects of just your purpose and your destiny um, when it comes to your, your rising sign and your north node for sure. And so how I incorporate that is, you know, just looking at people's stuff and saying, okay, if you're a projector and you're, you know, for me, I'll just use me as an example, my North Node is in Leo. So I'm supposed to be in the spotlight. And so, however, as a projector, I need to be invited into that and waited for recognition to be in the spotlight. So that was a big deal growing up and trying to figure out myself. So learning those little, you know, just different things about astrology and with your human design, it really helps you. And I always like to tell people that these are tools. It's, they're just tools. They're things that you have in your toolkit for you to use, for you to be able to explore with, um, to tinker with as you're on your journey in life. But they do actually help. They help so much. Um, But don't be identified by them so much. Mm-hmm. I say that all of these tools are about 80% accurate. And then the 20% you have to take account because that's the big part, which is, you know, the way you were raised, your socioeconomic status, religion, you know, the way your family was, that 20% outweighs sometimes the 80% because that 20% heavily influences you. That's where you have to decondition from all of that stuff. So the 80% is accurate, but the 20% don't discredit it. So true. That is such a good point. So the North Node, 